0: Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show.
1: And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. His name is Aaron McIntyre. Maybe throughout the course of the time of our time together, we may or may not learn your name. We shall see. Um, and we have, of course, typical Wednesday fair lined up for you. Uh, we will get to buy Stiller hold beginning at the bottom of the hour. I trust Aaron that you have some good buy Stiller hold submissions for the I, audience here. I believe from so. From the audience, I should say. I believe say. so. All right. Uh, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation joined us. Daniel Horowitz. Um, him and I had a. Uh, uh, an interesting conversation yesterday off the air. I wonder if maybe we'll get into it some on the air because um, it's hard to tell which polls to look at these days. You know, I, I keep records on people's accuracy um, and you know, the, the public polling industry did not do good in the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections. However, the, the public polling industry was excellent in 2022 and in the midterms and frankly it was people like me and maybe others who were a little bit more friendly uh or flat out um ambassadors or representatives of the right they did they did who were right in 2016 and 2020 they did very poorly in 2022 so maybe we have to kind of take this cycle by cycle right you know I do know if you're putting out a poll, I think it was Harvard did this last week, Harvard put out a poll and it had Joe Biden getting 50 percent of the black vote. I do know if you do that in any cycle. All right. um, I wouldn't wipe my my sphincter hole uh, with your poll uh, because I need more than just half ply paper. I I need a little bit more torque and texture there. And clearly that thing is you know, like the, that's like that's like the Scots toilet paper of pulling, you know, like the half ply stuff that the like the really cheap uh, gas stations have. And, and and when you're done, you've got to like roll it up into like 20 pieces to get one solid wipe. You know what I'm talking about, Todd, right? You know it's really I mean? frustrating. It this is intro really frustrating. Brought to you by four sharts and seven puddings. Yes, go. it is. Yes. I mean, basically, that's the, that's where they just went out and got some North Korean tree bark and just like shaved it and called it toilet paper. Is what that Scots stuff is. You know, you always know if you walk into a rest uh, to a rest area or, or a, uh, a bathroom on the road, man, taking a roadie and they see the scotch, you know, we're out there. Yeah, we're going through a half a roll minimum. All right. Just to, you know, get walk out of that. Any form of crickets hanging. All right. And that's kind of the version of poll that has uh, Joe Biden getting 50 percent of the black vote. That's not a poll I, either. That's a psyop. That poll is either a psyop. Or it's just, uh, you know, you're terrible at this. And the result's the same regardless of the premise. So I, I, was, I was riveted to hear Daniel tell me yesterday, you know, I went through the internals of this CNN poll and they look pretty solid. I'm like, what? Tell me more. And one of the things inside that CNN poll, by the way, among independents, largest voting bloc in the country, Trump and Biden have a combined minus 72 net favorable. Minus 72. Remember, remember, James Conn almost got fired for a minus eight. James Kahn nearly got fired for a minus eight, if you remember that. I mean, I, minus eight is bad. I got the reference. You got the reference? Yeah. Okay. It's not quite Christmas in July, maybe. It's a little
2: early yet for people, right?
1: But a minus 72? <laughs> a little early
2: how many days till christmas steve uh
1: 188 Yep, i knew it 188 days until christmas actually i do know that yeah i've got a countdown in my family room i update it constantly so uh but anyway um we'll get into that with uh, daniel coming up a little bit later on and no more uh meanderings uh via my dulcet tones pontifications on the merits or lack thereof of public restroom toilet paper all right we will i think we've Put that topic to bed. We can flush it even. Oh, hey, what? Hey, is this on? No, no. Okay, Uh, never mind. Let's get to Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
2: What happened while we were away brought to you by the word centuple. Centuple is like double, triple, quadruple, and so forth, except centuple means a hundred times. And centupling down is exactly what Donald Trump is doing on COVID and the jabs. More from his interview with Fox News' Brett Baer was released last night, and Trump says he's totes cool with the way he handled COVID.
3: So it is a big part of that spending, COVID. Do you have regrets about how you handled
2: that? Because some of your opponents... Are- he also continued to brag about Operation Warped Speed. Did the COVID
3: vaccine work? It's such an interesting question, because not only that, I also did the regenerons of the world. You know, the whole we did a tremendous job on that. Uh, But we had a vaccine. Now, you have different, You have different covids. You had COVID-19 and then you have different covids. But we had original was COVID-19, which was the roughest one. So I have a Democrat friend who's very smart. Hopefully, he votes for me, but he's very smart. He said, I don't understand one thing about you. I watch your rallies. They're incredible. You talk about beating ISIS. You talk about taxes. You talk about uh, regulation. You talk about everything. But you never saw, said that, I've never heard you talk about how the incredible job you did with the vaccines. Because, as you know, I got them done in nine months, and it was supposed to take anywhere from five to 12 years. I broke their ass, okay? And you know who doesn't like me too much? The FDA because they were very bureaucratic. And I got it done. And he said, you may have saved in the world Throughout the world, a hundred million people, and you never talk about it. I said I really don't want to talk about it because, as a Republican, it's not a great thing to talk about. Because for some reason, it's just not. For some reason? Well, yeah, for some reason. Mr. I alone
2: can solve. Also says he was absolutely castrated when it came to Anthony Fauci.
3: You didn't fire him. You listened to you know, him. you well, kept he's him a on. civil service. For it, you you're not actually allowed to fire him. But I wouldn't let that
2: usually get in my way. You know, it's one of those things. Most powerful man on the face of the planet couldn't kick somebody out of his. Own TASK FORCE, IT'S JUST ONE OF THOSE THINGS. TRUMP WAS ALSO ASKED ABOUT HIS FIRST STEP ACT AND HOW IT CONFLICTS WITH HIS PROMISE TO GIVE THE DEATH PENALTY TO DRUG
3: DEALERS. A WOMAN WHO YOU KNOW VERY WELL WAS IN JAIL. SHE HAD 24 MORE YEARS TO SERVE. SHE SERVED FOR 22 YEARS. She had ALICE JOHNSON. ALICE. SHE WAS IN THE SUPER BOWL. HIGH QUALITY. I, uh, I SAID, HOW MANY YEARS? AND SHE WAS ON A TELEPHONE CALL AND THEY WERE INVOLVED IN SELLING MARIJUANA, MOSTLY MARIJUANA. And she got like 50 years in jail. But she'd be killed under your plan. Huh? As a drug dealer. No, no, no. Under my, oh, under that? Uh...
2: Learning Chinese today. Today's phrase is, it's one of those things. Moving on, the Pentagon jiggled their couch cushions and you won't believe what they found.
0: We have confirmed that for FY23, the final calculation is $3.6 billion. And for FY22, it is $2.6 billion for a combined total of $6.2 billion. These valuation errors in no way limit or restricted the size of any of our PDAs or impacted the provision of support to Ukraine. And while the, DoD, while the DOD retains the authority to utilize the recaptured PDA, this has no bearing on appropriated USAI or Ukraine PDA replenishment funding approved by Congress.
2: $6 billion in accounting errors goes straight to Ukraine. Learning Russian today, today's phrase is It's one of those
3: things. <laughs>
2: Former Vice President Mike Pence had this to say about meatball surgery and chemical castration in the name of gender. In my home state of Indiana and, or, and around the country, uh... To uh, prohibit uh, gender transition chemical or surgical treatment for children under the age of 18. I, I'd look at uh, I'm I'm libertarian enough to say if you're an adult that you live while you live uh, you know uh, I may not agree with the decisions you make but we'll love you and and uh, 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 Love our neighbor as ourselves, and my faith requires right, but live and let live. Love your neighbor as you love yourself now means live and let live. Learning German today, today's phrase is... It's one of those things. Es ist
0: eines dieser Dinge.
2: And finally, a palate cleanser. Here's Congressman Chip Roy in front of the House Rules Committee.
0: The people in this Congress are ignoring the people of Texas. And by the way, the migrants getting abused. That's the truth. Talking about people who are admitted into this country, we're talking about the legal definition of admission, not the one app where you're processing people through a port of entry and just dumping them in the United States without having any idea when they return for a hearing on whether their asylum claim was legitimate in the first place, which it usually is not. That's the truth. Now you can shake your head all you want. We're the ones holding the goddamn bag in Texas. It's true. Talk to the dead people in Texas. Yeah, good, walk out. You don't like the rants? We don't like what's happening to Texas because of you and the president down the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue. That's the truth. Mr. Chair, the gentlelady from Minnesota made, a, made her issue about not getting personal. Uh, I would urge the chair to... All right, I will track you, the to my colleagues yeah, on the other side we, of and the we, And by the way, there's a small committee room. We don't have to scream. Look, the fact of the matter is I have people dying in my state as a direct consequence of what this federal government fails to do. Kids in my district dying from fentanyl, pouring into the community. Schools overrun. Hospitals overrun. People trying to figure out how to deal with what is happening because the federal government refuses to do its basic
2: duty. And that's what happened while we were away.
1: I think I'm going to go out of order with the live rage if you guys are okay. Because I think, man, after watching all of that, you might need to calm down a little bit. And have a nice glass of wine from our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. Um, You've heard me talking about these amazing Extreme Altitude wines from Bonner Private Wines and their wine partnership before. These are from vineyards deep in the Andes Mountains. Families that are doing this now for going on a second century phenomenal red wines. And they go great this time of year, grilling season with red meat. I mean, they go great with anything, any time of year. And if you want to try them right now or try them again... Or in Todd's case, again and again and, uh, and again. Uh, you can visit BonnerPrivateWines.com Steve. You'll not only get the wine for over 50% off, but you'll get free shipping as well. That's a big deal when we're talking about imported wines. So the wine for over 50% off and uh, free shipping, plus a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar. Settle- so that's four bottles for the price of three at half off with free shipping. You cannot beat it bonnerprivatewines.com/steve is where you want to go that's bonnerprivatewines.com/steve we have talked a lot and i think uh, deservedly so that what we are mired in right now is a culture is more of a spiritual war than even just your regular run of the mill culture war right yes yeah. and 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 we have we have largely focused on the signs of that coming from the enemy camp, that, that we have transcended even deep political, deep-seated cultural, fundamental, philosophical issues into just true darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we, have, we have done that looking at the things they are now defending, the things they now stand for, um, and it, it's just clear that these are things that go against human nature, even sinful human nature. They, they go against, remember, sin is two things. Number one, first and foremost, it is a rebellion and a rejection of God's law. So disobedience. But number two, it's, it, it's, the, it's the motive for why we largely sin. The, the motive for why we largely sin is that we we think we we should determine the boundaries for the basic instincts and desires and behaviors and impulses and, and 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 tastes that God has put within us that we should break free of the guidelines that He has set around those things and and exploit them as we see fit. So sin is largely an exploitation. Human sin on of its own. Human sin on its own is largely. Um, an, exploit, an, an exploitation of the image in which we were made or our attempts to exploit those things within other people for our own benefit. What we're dealing with here is demonic. We are now not looking to exploit our humanity. We are looking to, to go against it, to work against it, to end it. It's nihilistic. It's not sensual. It's nihilistic. I, I think, though, we've made that point very, very clear. And we'll keep making that point because Lord knows, unfortunately, in the air in which we live, the evidence will, will continue to mount to that end. And, I, and, I, and, and so why will we keep making that point? Because if we're right, then it requires maybe a different strategy or a line of counterattack. Than what would be used if you were just fighting an enemy that was largely a, of, of a political construct, right? Yeah. Think of, think of, think of if you try to fight world war one, you know, that the Kaiser is dropping, uh, you know, dropping mustard gas. He's, he's crop dusting the trenches with mustard gas from, you know, early primitive 20th century air uh, machinery. And you're out there decked up like a member of the Roman Legion. You're you're screwed. Doesn't matter like what level of commitment you have, it doesn't really matter. I mean, right? You're you're fighting yesterday's war. Mm-hmm. You're you're fighting a war from a, a period of time that that is not relevant to the time and, and the kind of warfare that is being fought now. Is that a good analogy of what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? I would like to, in response to what is in Aaron's montage this morning. And in the hope of being in a uh, you know of doing this apostolically, apostles and not assassins, I, I would like us to to take a look at our own weapons of war spiritually, in response to the enemy we're up against. I want us to I want us to start with Mike Pence, and for those of you, and it's not a very large number, but I hear from a few of you every now and then. I am too harsh where he is concerned. The truth of the matter is in that clip that Aaron showed, Mike Pence proved again that he is the personification of the males notice I didn't say men of the males who have haunted our and I'm using the word haunted on purpose who have haunted our pulpits and public offices bearing our bearing our, our jersey for a generation. Mike Pence. Is a bigger threat to our future than anything the demonic horde can throw at us. Why? Because it is the Mike Pence type in the pulpit and in our public offices who are such moral cowards in response that they will not sound the shofar. They they will instead attempt to stop you from doing so because it exposes more of their own shameful cowardice they are aiders they are abettors and I believe in Dante's Inferno aren't they aren't the traitors yes the lowest ring of hell or the one closest to Satan I believe yes okay that's what they are they are moral cowards in fact moral cowards in the Bible in the Bible isn't there a reference where Paul says that is the worst um, let me see here oh Jesus says it actually In the book of Revelation, Jesus says, Listing a list of people who will find themselves in the lake of fire. Forgive me, I'm doing this by memory, and it's been a while since I've studied this, so I had to look it up in real time. Christ speaking in Revelation 21, verse 8. But people who are cowardly, unfaithful, detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars will find themselves in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. This is the second or permanent death. The permanent death. Notice here. Sorcerers, idolaters, those would be demonic activities, right? Mm-hmm. But what's first in the list that Jesus articulates here? The Lord speaks first. Cowardly is before even idolaters and sorcerers.
4: Be not afraid, be not afraid, be not afraid.
1: that's right. How many times is that said in the Bible? Fear not or be not afraid. Some reference to it, something like 363, five times, something like that. It's maybe the most oft-repeated phrase in the entire scriptures, Genesis to Revelation. People who are cowardly. That's maybe where Dante perhaps got the inspiration for the rings of hell and ordering them thusly. It's from that scripture, maybe. But people who are cowardly, people who are cowardly, people who are cowardly, first, those are the words of the Lord himself. The first people thrown into the lake of fire, the cowardly. I am convinced I, I am convinced that, that we're going to need spiritual weaponry in order to win a spiritual battle. And so let me, as we move now to another person who figured prominently in Aaron's montage, does the overall narrative of the, of the scriptures point to God granting favor to those who admit their mistakes and are have humility or those who do not what would you say the answer to that question is Todd
4: those who have
1: humility God gives grace to the humble correct yeah what would you say Aaron would you agree with that that yes the the overall is there anyone in the audience that would disagree with that
4: This is such a truth that in my uh, branch of the Christian tree, two times during every mass, we actually physically get on our knees because it's that important, the point you're making.
1: I was convinced because of his well-documented character issues and lack of public record that that if Donald Trump were elected president, essentially what the year 2020 was like is what his entire presidency would be like. And that's why I opposed him vehemently all the way to the very end. But then the people had their say. And I certainly don't want us to suffer any more than we already had. So I came in here the next morning. I beat my sword into a plowshare. I laid my arm down. And I said, never Trump for me is died today. And now we have to hope that this works.
4: One of the top five career decisions you've ever made.
1: It really wasn't a career decision. I know it probably worked well, out that way, but it was really in just in your career. It I was just mean. it was just spiritual. I get yes. I get what you're saying. It was really just a spiritual conviction. Yeah. I, I need now to I right. ho- I need now to hope that I was wrong. And for three years I was wrong. Joyously wrong. Sure, his persona grates on me. I don't really ultimately care about that. I don't, you know, my, we're not hanging out. I don't need to like him. I don't need a buddy. Just do the damn job, okay? I mean, I remember covering the Iowa State football team in years when they were really good professionally. I'd be in that locker room. There were guys that friggin' hated each other's guts, man, okay? After the game, they're, like, hugging and stuff. After they would beat Iowa, the rest of the time, wouldn't friggin' speak to each other, okay? Uh, just, just do the job. We, that's, all, that's all I care about. I, 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 we're not buddies. We're not hanging out. The great prophet, Nick Nolte, you know, we ain't partners. We ain't brothers. We ain't friends. Just do the job. And for three years, he did the job pretty well, which is why, in spite of all the mistakes he had made in 2020, I enthusiastically, without reservation, voted for him for president again, for the or voted for him for president for the first time. And I sat there on election night on one of the few networks in the country doing live coverage of the of of the outcome, Blaze TV. And I, I was one of the first people to point out the discrepancies in what was going on with the election. Antrim County, Michigan, was my first warning bell. Then what happened in Arizona was my second warning bell. The next morning, I, we get up and we, and, and we see at 3 a.m. they dropped off all these ballot uh, harvested, you know, bags of, of 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 ballots in the middle of the night that somehow are all seemingly perfectly uniform. And I went on Glenn's show and pointed out this is they're stealing the election, and this is the kind of stuff that will cause civil wars. The entire Blaze Channel. Got got demonetized by Facebook because of what I said. I have worked tirelessly with every relationship I have for the last two years to try to reach President Trump. And you guys have been open and and privy to that. I've shared as much of it with you as I can to try to reach the president with the realities of what went on because of COVID and those policies. So let me go back and ask the question again. In the scriptures, does the narrative seem to say that God favors those who admit their mistakes as I just did. I admitted my mistake. I was wrong about him up front. And so when I was wrong about him, did I dig in my heels? Did I desire to be proven correct? Did I want everything that I endured and put up with to be never Trump in 2016 to be justified? So I held on to something out of ego and spite that in my heart I kind of knew was wrong, but I just didn't want to let it go. Is that what I did? No, No, I let it go. I think there's a... (sighs) Hundreds of thousands of people are dead because of lockdowns and the, the poisonous poke. Hundreds of thousands of people are dead. Therapy clinics like my wife's where she is practicing her craft as a therapist as we speak today are overrun, overrun with young people who haven't recovered from being locked down, sequestered from society and their levels of depression. How many of you, your loved ones died alone and you never made peace with them? Your kid never got a graduation you never got a funeral. How many of you, your dad who was in excellent shape was out jogging 48 hours after he got the shot and then he just died suddenly. I think of our friend Charles that we all got to know very well. And he, we got to know him because he was looking for answers after one of his best friends who had struggled with substance abuse and his church got shut down. And a Celebrate Recovery program, or AA, I think it was, one of the two, he couldn't get access to, and ended up taking his own life. The president, the president's policies alleviated a lot of suffering in the world, and he should get credit for that. The Abrahamic Accords relieved suffering in the world. Donald Trump deserves credit for that. The overturning of Roe versus Wade ended some end, ended significant suffering in this world. That he should get credit for that. We had we had the largest middle class income growth that we have seen in this country since the dot com boom. So basically this century so far that alleviates suffering. Are, are families that are financially well off more likely to get divorced than the families that aren't? No, it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. He should get credit for that. And if if I'm being humble, I have to constantly remind myself because his personality grates on me and because I'm so angry about what went on during COVID, I have to keep reminding myself to do that, okay? So pray for me where that is concerned. But folks, do you think it is in God's nature to grant favor to someone whose acts caused great suffering and they're not repentant for it? Because everything he did in 2020 as it relates to COVID caused great suffering too. And that suffering is ongoing as well. We still haven't ended the the escalation of the excess deaths. It still goes on. Just nobody seems to care. Because I don't. And if if he's going to be the champion here again... He can't beat these people politically. He's out, he, he's, he's, he's too far gone with independence. It's almost, at this point, ironically, one of the things that, the thing that, that might actually help him repackage himself with independence is to show the very kind of repentance and remorse and humility I'm advocating for. They might, that might cause us to say, you know what? Maybe the, guy's, maybe the guy has changed. Maybe he is different. Because this current path, that's not happening. And that's the largest voting block in the country. It's clear he can't beat them legally. They own all the levers of power. They just, you know, Hunter Biden, here's your gun charge. Plead guilty and go out and buy a gun today if you want. By the way, we're going to take your guns away if you guys don't mind. Not going to beat him legally. Not going to beat him politically. So we're kind of out of fronts here of how to beat these people if he's going to be our champion, right? Yeah. We got one front left. Now, the good news is it just so happens to be the most powerful one of them all. Spiritually. But I, I just don't believe God will grant favor to someone who has caused great... Suffering and will not show any remorse or humility for it. I don't. Now, on the other hand, I believe in a God that shows that it will instantly at times show favor to people who have caused suffering and, and, and are earnestly repentant for it. To the point that, so much favor that at times, this is what the prodigal son is kind of about, uh, at times the, the, those of us who didn't cause that suffering like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Shouldn't he feel bad for a little bit longer here? That's not right, right? Mm-hmm. That's how the kingdom of God tilts toward mercy triumphs over judgment. But it doesn't say mercy cancels judgment, does it? No. No. And maybe you'll get that analysis nowhere else in America today. And maybe that's because I'm just a crackpot and completely wrong. I don't know. But we're up against hell. And and I think we're only going to win a spiritual battle spiritually. And I have doubts we can win a spiritual battle with a champion who is unrepentant of the suffering he caused. That's it's my two cents this morning.
0: The border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government.
1: Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op, by the Democrats
0: to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border.
3: Just
2: down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no farm carts. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything.
1: We brought on a new partner on the show called Naturally Clean, Bob Bila. He's still around. Did you know that? Um, well, on this mortal coil, I think I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave this. Uh, he gave Naturally is Clean a big endorsement. Uh, said it was the most eco-friendly carpet stain remover on the market today. Um, but how about I just give it my own endorsement because, uh, you know, it's like what the corporations say. During Pride Month, I'm a bit of a homosexual myself, <laughs> right? <Okay. laughs> all right? I'm a bit of a clean freak myself, except I really am. That Everybody that knows me will attest to that as one of my idiosyncrasies, all right? I am a bit of a clean freak. Forgive me, I was raised by Vicki. Um, and uh, I, I was eager to try these products. They are spectacular. Our dog, Cap, recently had uh, an accident uh, in the living room. And of course it had to happen right after I got the car, the carpets professionally cleaned because why not? It's like, he was just waiting. Hadn't had one in months. It's like, Hey, the old man got, one. <laughs> let's test this son of a gun. I got out the naturally clean pet stain remover. It was incredible. I, I, I mean, I'm serious. I, it's, it's dramatically better than anything we have bought on the market. Uh, commercially. Um, that also is loaded with chemicals. We, uh, I'm using it for the laundry now. Um, I, I, I sprayed out the garage floor with the floor cleaner. I mean, I this stuff is phenomenal. All of it manufactured here in the USA. Met the owners a couple weeks back. They're patriots as well. So you're supporting a company that supports your values on top of everything else. They do free two-day shipping. Free two-day shipping. Get your Steve's Essential Starter Kit. So a, 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 a variety of the products that they offer. When you go to naturallyitsclean.com slash Steve, com slash Steve. Again, com slash Steve. Really good stuff. All right, let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron, with some help from you, his friends in the audience, has prepared for you and I, Todd, a series of tweets that will put us to the test. Are we going to buy it? Are we going to sell it? Indeed, if we ever use the hold, however, we are guilty of punking out in defiance of the dude code. And therefore, um, your penalty will be you have to listen to Mike Pence pontificate on the moral issues of the day. 24 hours nonstop, no sleep, no food, eyelids taped open.
2: I thought this was going to be, you're going to have to help Lindsey Graham get to the bottom of the Fox News glory holes.
1: Yikes. Yikes. What is what it should have been. Yikes. As bad
4: as the oppressive nature of your Lindsey Graham this is the I think this is the cruelest punishment yet. I'm, I'm more likely than ever before
1: to avoid yeah. a hold. Indeed. This, this is the cruelest punishment that we have
2: ever offered yet. You, Who's more masculine, Lindsey Graham or Mike Pence? Yes.
4: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's an even better answer. Yes. Yes. All right,
1: Aaron, let's go.
2: We begin with Matthias Nilsson. with the likelihood of Alito and Thomas both in their mid seventies retiring during the next presidential term. It makes the twenty twenty four election the most crucial we've ever had.
1: So you guys know how much I, mm-hmm. I, I loathe this talking point. All right. Yes, I, I have so. spent I have spent how much of my career railing against this talking point? meaning the most important of election mm-hmm. of our lifetime talking mm-hmm. point. Okay. My my computer actually has the precise time. It is 12:40 a.m. Eastern time on June 21st, 2023, the first day of summer, correct? Yeah. So maybe it's the summer solstice. Okay. But uh, but mark the tape For the first time ever, I will agree that this is the most important election of our lifetimes.
4: But for this reason?
1: Uh, And this is one of the reasons. Yeah. I will buy. It's not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons. We're not just talking about any two Supreme Court justices here. We're talking about by far the two best. And and, and and the two best, uh, other than Scalia and Rehnquist, of the last 50 years, probably. So it's not just, I mean, it's hard to get Amy Coney Barrett to do the right thing now. What happens if there's no Scalia, I'm sorry, Scalia, that's who she clerked for, if there's no Thomas or Alito on the bench, but more Kavanaugh's or worse, more Kagan's and Sotomayor's? What's the ecosystem of that court like? But I think that's just one factor. It, it, the overwhelming factor is we are running... And, and here's let me rephrase that. The overwhelming factor for why I am saying this for the first time is we are running out of time to peaceably acquire and wield the power necessary to restore some semblance of sanity to this country. Now, I, 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 I don't know... I, As much as I love my man Jesse Kelly we had on yesterday, I, I don't think we have 60, 65 years. He thought it would take the, probably that long for the people to up, rise up against this with all the comfort we have. I don't, I don't think we have that long at all. Like, I'm not sure we have 60, 65 years to, like, exist as a country, let alone in any form of righteous state. The board is set. The pieces are moving. We have come to it at last. I mean, if the guidance counselors are telling your kids to get castrated and chest bound, the only thing left to do after that would be to tell them to euthanize themselves. And if you think that if you think it's possible that we won't have school counselors advocating this in the next three to five years, if I would have said in twenty sixteen, in the next five years we'll have school counselors advocating that kids get castrated, you would have told me I was nuts, right? Yeah, something like that. And that's exactly what ended up happening. We are on a fast descent, fast fast, swift descent. And I I do think for the first time it is possible that this is true. Because I don't I don't foresee there's any more brinks to come to. I, I think we're at the brink. We are at the we are we are debating, denying fundamental things. Things previous generations I mean, <laughs> if you went back and read Ayn Rand and didn't know her history, you would think, wow, she had quite a grasp on things, but she really knew the Bible. Uh, no. Um, she thought we Bible moths were morons, idiots, and she was a virulent, vicious, aggressive, aggressive atheist, in fact. Aggressive. It's just she came from a period of time where everyone understood, regardless of how they voted, that some things just had to be objectively true, and so she created even her own philosophy called objectivism in order to quantify those things. We don't believe things have to be objectively true anymore, and when that is the case, we are—we're not slouching towards Gomorrah, Judge Bork. Man, we are—we're not even sprinting now. I mean, it's—it's it's, we're descending, if you. Here, when I'm picking up, when I'm laying down here, and I—I I mean, I—with everything going on, if you—if you—if you put the net zero agenda together, electric cars, everything else, if I told you that by 2028 an American existence was put into place, do you even see gas-powered vehicles advertised on television anymore? Rarely. It's electric. I mean, they're pounding this message. By 2028, if I told you that in America, you weren't allowed to drive anything other than an electric vehicle, that some central hub on a federal or state level, um, like this is the new driver's license. But the new driver's license is what you post on social media last night and is your car. That this level of control was implemented I mean, I I go back to something that's been haunting me. I, I had dinner in Boise a couple weeks ago with a great man, Peter McCullough. You guys all know him from our show. It's something he said that just blew my mind. He said several things that blew my mind, but one of them was this, he said, traveling the country and traveling the world, what has truly astonished me is how many people want a king.
4: Yes, that's why I'm selling on this. That's right, I'm selling. You are absolutely right. Because it doesn't matter if we get the clones of Alito. If the average American male continues to be the average American male, it just doesn't matter. Hmm. That's why I'm selling what okay. you just said. Okay.
2: Now for some whiplash. Top 10 spirit of the age grunge hits of the 90s. Gosh, no, no. no. Inter- this is from Jim Stalker, by the way. So someone
1: else is trying this. Now, is, it, is it Sean something
2: Griffiths? that usually does yeah. these? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. Intersex love song.
1: Good. ah, uh, yeah, that'll work.
2: Black yeah. hole sun.
1: <laughs> oh no.
2: <laughs> That's spelled. No, a th- no they spelled O-N. it S O N No. No. Gender unknown. No. That's super unknown. Yeah. Spoon a man. So we went he, so we went we
1: went Soundgarden three songs in a row. Mm. Just notice that. He went Soundgarden three
2: songs in a row. Nice. Okay. Spoon a man. Spoonin'. <laughs>
1: oh <Spoon-man>. oh God. <laughs> That's next one.
2: Vaseline. No, change no, is no change is necessary.
1: Get out. Stop. Stop.
2: Booster. It's, it's of Brewster. a rooster.
1: So, so far we've done two Stone okay. Temple Pilots, three uh, Sound Gardens, and we just did an Alice in Chains. Okay.
2: Booster. Uh, in Groom. Oh, Instead dude. of In Bloom. Dude, for Nirvana.
1: That Could that be, sadly, the best one yet? In Groom. He gets it. M-
2: man with a box. Oh, a oh, God. Box. Oh, no, that's the best one.
1: Another Alice in Chains reference there. That's the best
2: one. Man with a box. Steven's flow. (laughs) (laughs) So Pearl Jam has entered the chat. And sells like a teen sex change.
1: Uh, Nirvana again. But man with a box is the best one. Todd, your thoughts. Buying the entire list, tragically so. Would you like to revisit whether or not the next election the most important of our li- See, you thought that was an awkward segue, Aaron. No, no. you just quantified no. the last question. The fact that this is these are all, they're not even parodies. This is going on right now. The clock, can you hear it? The clock is ticking, man, ticking. That's why I'm concerned about uh, Donald Trump's ranking with independents on June 21st.
2: Here's a thought that I had this morning. We have a lot of submissions, and we'll get to more later. And I like these submissions, so this is not a knock on those. But by the year 2030, by the year 2032, thus, thus, and thus will happen. Instead of asking, will this happen by the year 2030, is the question we should be asking, did we make it to 2023?
1: You mean, is this stuff already happening now? Yeah. 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 I, I know that this thing is
4: I mean ninety it's, decela- it's accelerating. Nineties grunge was supposed to be like, you know, we just kinda we don't care. Yeah. You know, we've given up it's it's an Algonquin round table yes, compared it is. to today. Yeah. Yeah. I was
1: I I mean, Black Hole Sun came on, and, you know, it's one of my all time favorite songs came on my Peloton ride I was on yesterday. And I hadn't heard it in a few months and I'm listening to the lyrics all over again and I'm like, dude I mean, this was burnout music when we were yeah. growing up. This actually feels more like, you know, I have a dream Yeah, is what it feels like now. Okay. All right. Before we move on, uh, remember our friends over at Eden Pure can help you purify the air in your home with clean, fresh smelling air that eliminates odors, kills mold, mildew, even bacteria and viruses that are causing the unhealthy and unfresh air in your home with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier and their Oxy technology. It's filterless. And it, it actually cleans the air. It doesn't freshen the air. It cleans the air, which is how it freshens it. All right. And I've gotten so many rave reviews for this product from the audience. If you want to try it today, get the three-pack for whole home protection, three units, for under $200. Their competitors are usually about 600 bucks for three units in the same space. They're probably not as good if we're being honest. All right, so put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Uh, Three units for under $200 and free shipping. And did I mention you'll never pay for filters or have to replace them ever? EdenPureDeals.com is where you want to go. EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code Steve for the discount. Discount code Steve at EdenPureDeals.com
2: next up we go to when howitzers fly the sbc disfellowship of saddleback church is a major step in the overall church confrontation of the spirit of the age in line with the begging of a general cultural rejection of said spirit
1: Be- i th- i'm hoping this is the case so i will buy i mean you could say how did they let this go on with saddleback for as long as they did but I give the Southern Baptist Convention credit for drawing lines yeah. when no one's drawing like any right now. None. Okay. So I, I give them credit. And it's not easy. Rick Warren is the biggest celebrity the Southern Baptist Convention has produced since Billy Graham. Okay. Um, I, I mean, he wrote uh, one of the greatest best selling nonfiction books in the history of the Christian church a purpose-driven life, which ironically the very first line is, it's not about you. (laughs) And Rick Warren spent his twilight years in retirement making it all about him, trying to drive the SBC into heresy over gender uh, and roles and and authority and roles within the church. So I give them credit for drawing this line at all, so I will buy.
4: I do too. I will simply sell because it came to my attention yesterday that texas christian university tcu has a major drag and trans presence there so uh
1: don't mess with texas steve wow. do you remember when you were on are they associated with the sbc i don't know no
4: i just mean to say that
1: more broadly speaking <laughs> oh, you mean you know, is... beyond the sbc ecosystem yeah okay i got gotcha. you all
2: right maybe a black pill moment for us should have been i i remember this you were still on who and a student at tcu called your show one time to inform you that I think it was on the issue of of Rainbow something or another was being prominently featured at TCU, and this would have been back in 2007, 2008, somewhere in those lines. Maybe that should have been one of our black pill moments. I don't know if you remember that caller, but I sure do.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Don't you mention it? I do remember it. You do remember that?
1: Yeah, and I think they also wanted to rebrand as TCU and not be called Texas Christian anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so when we come back, because we don't have enough time for this right now, I have no idea. I've never watched a single episode of Star Trek. We have a list from Bruce Logan, top 11 all-time Star Trek series episodes. I have no frame of reference, Steve, but you do. I do. Yeah. And so you will be a harsh judge. Until when it became back. Gay Trek? Yeah. Yeah, like I haven't watched any of the CBS
1: app Star Trek at all until season three of Picard. Season three of Picard is spectacular. It's phenomenal. So thank you to my buddy Tim Young for the recommendation. It's not woke at all, only, only a little gay, okay. And it's <laughs> a, it's a veiled reference to being to gayness. The rest of it is just really kick-ass, great stuff. And I was blown away. Me and I were like blown away by the production value. We're like, this is on an app. I mean, this se- there is better CGI in Star Trek season three, Picard, than in several of the recent MCU movies. I mean the, the, the cinematography and stuff was spectacular so but, but but prior to season three of Picard it's all been Gay Trek so I haven't watched like any of it so are any of those episodes on here or the old school stuff I'm not sure we'll okay. see alright we'll discuss it when we come back Daniel Horroach will join us as well stay tuned The steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. And all of you, though I hope not all at once, can let us know what you think about what we think. First and foremost by emailing the show, Steve, at stevedace.com, D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe We and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, get her, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also find me at real Steve Dace at real Steve Dace on Truth Social. We would like to find your five-star review on our podcast pages, so if you've yet to leave one of those, please, if you like the show, do that, and thank you to each and every one of you who have. You can hit subscribe or follow if you're on iTunes as well. All those things help the show, which is why we are so thankful for each and every one. Collective wants to be helpful to you, because they know a lot of you are, uh, you've got a side hustle, maybe a small business, you're an entrepreneur, freelancer, and that's how you feed your family, consultant, software designer, a developer developer, coach, photographer, et cetera. But then there's the crushing work that a solo entrepreneur has to deal with. Uh, Business formation, paperwork, accounting, bookkeeping, taxes, and more. And you want to be focused on your passion. That's how you're going to make money. That's how you're going to feed your family. Let them focus on the details at Collective, the all-in-one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs, especially if you're making north of $60,000 a year. They want to make sure to help you uh, with taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, even payroll, the perfect marriage of technology plus human tax and accounting experts that are there to guide you. Uh, and help you maximize your tax savings. For example, if you've already made some money this year and you don't yet have an S-Corp election right now through... uh, No, actually, that was last week. Uh Uh-oh. See, this is why you guys got to respond to when we give you the details. It's in the rundown today. Yeah, yeah, it's in the rundown today, but it expired on June 13th.
2: Go to collective.com.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I think it was good that they put that in there, though. You know why? Because it indicates these are the kinds of details that are hard to remember when you are so focused on the actual product or the service that you're trying to perform. Perform. So let them handle those details for you. Collective.com is where you want to go. Again, collective.com. That's collective.com. All right, let's get back to buy, sell, or hold at the bottom of the hour. Daniel Horowitz will join us. Until then, Aaron.
2: We go now to Bruce Logan, Top 11 All-Time Star Trek Series Episodes. Number 11, The Trouble with Tribbles.
1: All right, so that absolutely is considered an all-time classic episode of the original series. So, you know, my typical thing when we do these lists is do I, am I immediately offended? uh that that it's on there no then i'm okay with it even if i wouldn't put it on there or it's not ranked where i would have it so the trouble with tribbles is a signature star trek episode so i'll buy
4: i'm just letting steve run with these because i've other than the next generation i was not a classic star trek follower it'll be out of my purview
2: number 10 the doomsday machine
1: (sighs) put the whole list up there let me see Okay, that's spacey, unification, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, I'll buy. But I don't see the one unless I'm missing the title. No, I don't... I don't see the one... Um... Where the Romulans were first introduced. And... uh, that's the one where you find out that the Romulans and the Vulcans were actually sister races for the first time. And the guy takes off his uh, headgear and he's got the same point of ears that uh, Spock has. And it's basically a whole episode where they're in the middle of a... The, the Enterprise is in a dogfight in deep space with a Romulan uh, uh, sp- uh, spacecraft. That That's one of the great original episodes ever. That's got to be on the list. But okay, I'll buy.
2: Uh, rapid Fire, nine number nine, Space Seed.
1: I mean, that's maybe the great that's that's up there um that's the episode that that introduced khan where, where is it where am i thinking of the one the star trek episode with joan collins
4: it is not going to be rapid fire
1: <laughs> isn't that city on the edge of forever is that what i'm thinking of yeah that's got to be on your list dude yeah city on the edge of forever has got to be on your list and this really? is the point in time where my wife is listening right now and thinking if i hadn't had your children i'd swear you're a virgin well here's All the right?
4: co- let's we let's get to the crux of the matter steve he has four of the top five from star trek voyager is that possible no okay, very so. good series but
1: i i could i'd handle having a couple on there but no is, is, is voyager the Bakula one the what killer scott Bakula, who's with star trek no that's enterprise that's Enterprise. voyager is the one with janeway all right. Okay. Where they get yeah, uh, thrown out into, I think it's the gamma quadrant, you know, which is an unexplored quadrant. Yeah. Okay. okay. Or is I it the Delta we've... quadrant? It's, I, I can't remember. I think it's Delta, actually. All right. Keep going.
2: Number eight, all good things. All right, that's I be love how eight. he looked at me when he was ask, asking about the Delta quadrant. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that maybe should be number one. That's one of the greatest singular television episodes of all time. That's the final episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. That episode is phenomenal. That, that should maybe be number one on the
2: list. Number seven, unification.
1: Uh, you can make a case that should be number one on the list. This was the Next Generation episode. You'll remember this, Todd, where Spock was brought back and, and Romulus was reunified, like East and West Germany. They kind of did a takeoff of that. All right. Um, that's a phenomenal episode. But you know what? You Go back. You know what's not on that list? okay there it is all right it is on the list okay keep going all right never mind
2: number six q who i think the biggest
1: mistake that was ever made with the next generation films is they never did a movie with q they did after first contact which is next to the wrath of Khan, the best star trek movie ever made uh of the original line because i love the the first jj abrams movie is incredible with chris pine Mm -hmm. Uh, that those that movie is incredible but uh That's the one you quote all the time. I dare you to do better. Yeah. Okay. But the next two Star Trek Next Generation movies after that were very, very lackluster. And they never did a movie with Q. Big mistake. That belongs
2: on the list. Number five, Unimatrix Zero. So
1: the next four episodes are all Voyager. There's no way that any of those Voyager episodes, I'm going to just sell on all of them. Even if you think they belong on the list, there's no way they are ahead of City on the Edge of Forever from the original series. No way they're ahead of Unification. No way they're ahead of All Good Things. No way. So I'm going to sell on all of that.
2: Number four, Endgame.
1: I'm selling just based on what I just said.
2: Three, Scorpion, two, Dark, Dark Frontier. Selling, uh, yes. And number one, the best of bo- both worlds. This
1: is a very deserving number one. Uh, I think it still remains the highest rated episode in the history of Star Trek The Next Generation. And this is where Picard is assimilated into the borg i am locutus of borg resistance is futile uh the best of both worlds part one and two and first contact serves as like a sequel to those episodes um so i think that's a deserving number one i it would certainly be in my top five even if i wouldn't have a number one uh, uh, not a bad list all just the voyager stuff's all way too high
2: all right moving on to chipper Goldeneye 007 nintendo 64 version is the best video game of all time
1: Never played it, so I got to sell. And I never, and and I'm a 50-year-old and, man. And, and what was on Nintendo 64 is nothing compared to what we have available today. I mean, Noah and I last night went and got the PS5 remastered version of because they're coming out, the new Spider-Man, Sony Spider-Man game, which is incredible, comes out in October. And so we're like, well, let's go through and play, you know, in anticipation of that. It's been a few couple of years since we played it the first time. Let's get the remastered PS5 version of the first Spider-Man game. Wow. I mean, I can't even, I, I mean, it felt like I was playing, a, we were playing a movie. It was incredible. And so, no, N64 couldn't hold that jockstrap.
2: All right, moving on. Ben Chambers, Matt Rule, lasts longer in Lincoln than Luke Fickle at Wisconsin.
4: Hmm. I'm selling only because, not because I think you have it wrong. I just, I don't have an instinct one way or the other. Both are fraught with a certain degree of obvious peril.
1: But also both bring proven and exemplary college coaching resumes as well. I'm going to sell, and and, and here's why I'm going to sell. I think it is a far higher likelihood that... If it that once he establishes his own brand of success, Matt Rule would move to another job than Luke Fickle would. Now I don't know what the percentage is, I just think it's higher. I mean Rule's already moved a few times. I mean he he had one breakthrough season at Baylor, went to the NFL right away, Uh, left Temple, which you know was of course a stepping stone job. Um, I I, I, you know Fickle has been fickle uh, about choosing jobs all along. Uh, um, He could have had USC. Um, could have had several big time jobs, didn't want his family to grow up. You know, they're, I think they're a, a very devout trad Catholic family of like eight homeschool their kids, I want to say. Um, didn't want didn't want to grow, raise his kids in L.A. So even when his old A.D. went to USC, he didn't go out there with him. Um, I, I think it was pretty much known that it was going to be probably a Midwestern. Uh, team with resources like his alma mater, Ohio State. Wisconsin has resources because they're in the Big Ten. Notre Dame. Probably if Cincinnati had not made the playoff, he would have replaced Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. But when Cincinnati made the playoff, now the season goes well into January and, and you're into recruiting and Notre Dame just could not let, let, let that recruiting class blow up, you know. Um, so... And that's why I think you guys got him this year, a year he did make the playoffs, so he was instantly available, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think it's more likely that Fickle will not leave after he's had his own success than Rule is, and so that's why I will sell. Next. But I think they're both good hires. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I think Fickle actually has the bigger challenge, even though he's at the school that has been clearly the more successful in recent in the last couple of decades, but he's introducing a dramatically different culture, scheme, everything uh, into that matrix, um, he's reinventing the wheel in Madison. You know, Matt Rule's got a blank canvas. He can do whatever the hell he wants. They're just desperate. Anything, just make it work. Win games. I mean, whatever whatever scheme you want to run, what have you. Fickle is taking the legacy of a guy who's still alive, by the way, and completely, you know, um, rebooting it. He's terraforming it. I think that's the bigger challenge.
2: Next up, Viral Architect says Mount Rushmore of Will Ferrell Movies. Elf, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, and Anchorman.
1: I think that's a great list. Here's a further follow-up: Are those the only good Will Ferrell movies? Actually, no. What's the one with uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg where they're cops? That's oh, got to
4: be on the list. Hard something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Ferrell. Dude, I just be watched hard. that. I mean, it's Cop. get, get um, hard. Get uh, hard. Yeah. That? No, that no. They went to prison. That was when him. And they went to prison. The other guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. I think the other guys is better than Step Brothers, man. The other guys is tremendous. Ab- that opening scene, man, where The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson just jump off the roof for no reason to their death <laughs> is great. Okay, it's great. So I, 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 I you know, I, Step Brothers is is considered the 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 more known, but I, I love the other guys.
2: Perhaps no other. Comedic actor is a hit and miss, hit or True. miss more than Will. One Farrell. of the there worst movies I've ever seen in a theater hilarious. Was, there are some yeah. that's like you, you're trying way too hard.
1: Man. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in a theater was the Sherlock Holmes thing that came out a couple of years ago. One of the worst movies I have ever seen in a theater, him and John C. Riley, it was awful, dreadful. I had to see it through to the end just out of curiosity more than anything else. Amy's like, "We've got to go." I'm like, "No, I got to know. Is I've I've, I've got to know? Is it this bad all the way through?" And oh my. It's, yeah. How many, how many, how much fentanyl were they smoking when they made that film? Okay. Because cocaine would have made it far more creative.
2: Next up, Jacob Arthur says, if Republicans have any hope of winning the presidency in 24, and I think he means regardless of the candidate, they need to make massive financial investments in getting RFK Jr. to run as an independent. Sell.
1: That'll have the wrong, that, that will have the opposite impact, I think, that
2: you may want. Who is a candidate that would fit that mold, though? Is there one to accomplish what Jacob is is talking about?
1: As of right now, I would say such a candidate does not exist. I I think you know you're seeing stories. RFK is caught up to Biden polling. Those stories aren't accurate. When you read the story, it's it's approval rating. It's not actual like horse race polling. Okay, so. Um, I, I think it will have the opposite effect. I, I think RFK Jr. takes away from the Republican nominee, no matter. Let, let, let's say it's Trump or DeSantis. In Trump's case, if, if he continues to just absolutely refuse to admit that that his the, the policies he helped to put into motion caused great carnage and damage, RFK Jr. as a, could singularly run on that alone as an independent candidate and probably take anywhere from three to 10 points away from Trump in a, in a general election. If you're one of those, if they take away Trump, I'm voting for nobody else types, okay, and DeSantis is the nominee, I think you can do the same math if RFK Jr. is on the ballot the other way. I, I think he's far more damaging to Republicans. I mean, listen, I, I would vote for RFK Jr. over any Republican running except for Trump and and DeSantis, without hesitation, without hesitation. I am at would vote for RFK Jr. a couple times over my Christian brother Mike Pence, without hesitation. I think he's a. I think he is the closest thing we have seen to a Ross Perot if he were to run as an independent. What was what? What did Ross Perot represent? A dissident wing of voters who traditionally voted Republican on fiscal sanity issues that were big at that time in history that the Republican Party had abandoned and stopped being a voice for. And that's why he predominantly took away from George H.W. Bush over Bill Clinton. What does RFK Jr. represent? People who feel as if the system has left them behind become irrevocably corrupt. Um, The intelligence community to our agencies and bureaucracies are nothing other than war ink, nothing other than tyranny ink, right? That's who Mm -hmm. he represents, right? He's taken away from Democrats with that message, nah, brah, no, no. He provides a soft landing. If you're a Republican pissed at Trump because he won't Saul, King Saul won't admit the poopy decisions he made, you're going to RFK if you if you're deserting him. If you're pissed that Trump isn't the nominee and de sanctimonious is, he's got a somewhat Trumpian message too. No. No, he, he takes away, as an independent from Republicans, the other way around.
4: Damn. Yeah, so. Still...
2: Next, Jammy Burwell. One of our most important top five lists of all time. Top five best summer treats. Number five, slushy, slurpy, icy. Number four, popsicle. Number three, shaved ice. Number two, s'mores. And number one, ice cream in any form. Slushy's got to be higher. Popsicle, if if they're the ones that my wife gets from, I think, Trader Joe's, those are legit. The ones with the, the fake artificial flavors, now nah, I can take her leave.
4: Todd? I'm selling. I'm a 50-year-old man.
1: I'm going to sell because I don't frankly care about any of the other treats on that list except for the ice cream. I just pick five, five flavors of ice cream I like and make that my top five. I mean, I just... You know, when, when we still had ice cream trucks...
2: There is one in my community. Is there? Okay. I mean, Super I, annoying. I
1: got, you know...
2: <laughs> never mind.
4: <laughs>
2: Electronic, like, Nintendo-sounding, you know, loudspeaker uh. playing Silent Night in the middle of June, really loudly. Uh.
4: Gosh. I'm just like i'm a 50 year old man it doesn't apply to me it's like like,
2: i'm an 85 year old uh, man
4: it applies to nobody (laughs) it must die
2: (laughs) never mind i have (laughs) no answer after that see i thought ice cream trucks in iowa were like illegal or something that's what that's what uh confused me but no there's one uh traipsing around uh, norwalk (laughs) what bandit says trump would rather be in jail than on a debate stage one-on-one with ron DeSantis.
1: I I I, I, need, I need to believe that Donald Trump wants to be anywhere other than jail. which so I'm going to sell which by the way, folks, we have to consider what I said yesterday? Donald Trump has a history of putting him, putting his self-interest ahead of others that he's in intimate relationships with, whether that's creditors, wives. that's fact, right? Mm-hmm. That's every bit as a fact, much of a fact as it is. He appointed the justice that overturn Roe. Mm-hmm. Facts, they're facts. And I, I do think we need to consider the possibility here that he would cut a deal to stay out of prison that would remove him from consideration for the presidency. I don't know what those percentages are, but they ain't zero. I mean, I... No one, I mean, Brett Bear asked him every question possible the other night. No question he didn't ask him. Are you prepared at 70, what is he, 76, 77, I want to say? Yeah, are, are you prepared at 76, 77 years old to spend the rest of your natural life in prison over this? I'd just love to know what he said. What was his, what, his answer? Just I want, I want to see his reaction. Um, So I, I'm going to sell because I just can't possibly believe that's true.
2: Uh, next up we go to ER King 90 plus percent of churches will have nothing to say about the anniversary of Roe being overturned this coming Sunday
1: bye when we say churches are we are we talking everybody the church collective didn't, yeah, yeah didn't churches specify. collectively in America okay then I'll buy that yeah
4: Go. Oh, I'd take out all the let's just talk conservative whatever even the orthodox churches I don't think 90% of them are going to bring it up.
2: Next, Earth to Mel oh, says... "Damn, just...
1: When is the football season? I mean, I just... Goodness,
2: that's depressing. Earth to Mel. Sean Patrick Flannery reading the audio version of Nefarious would be a huge bestseller.
4: Did you see his response on Twitter about that notion? No,
1: did he respond? I did not see it. No. He said, I'm game. That's it. Did he? Oh, okay. yeah. Well it depends on how much he wants to get compensated for that that could be that could be a hurdle you know but <laughs> um, it would be something to have his voice on it for sure yeah
2: next steve dace burner says this college football will add a separate off-site referee committee who can overturn calls made by refs in the actual game that concluded in instant replay session the purpose will largely be to eliminate potential crowd pressure bias that on-site refs deal with and experience.
1: I could see this, but for for another reason, gambling. The idea of are the outcomes clean? Are you doing everything possible to avoid any form of a class action lawsuit? Um, uh, you know, because of your practices. I mean, this is why we have. I mean, the stock market is a form. Of learned speculation which is a nice way of saying gambling and so so whether it's a stock market or a commodities market they all have regulatory agencies right that oversee the transactions, that oversee the flow, of, even the flow of information within the the habitats themselves, to make sure that things are at least have the veneer of being fair and objective. Uh, I could see this happening comprehensively with sports across the board because now you have legalized, learned speculation. People are investing, gambling uh, on the outcomes, and that's what you're doing at the. That's what you're doing at the 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 market for soybeans and for sugar and for stocks and bonds and mutual funds, you're investing, see that as gambling, on an outcome. All right. Anytime that you invest in an outcome that is uncertain, that you have that you are uncertain of, and that you directly have no say in in the outcome of, that is a form of gambling. And so all these other forms of gambling have regulate third party regulatory capture. Um I could absolutely see that come to sports as well. Especially now with the leagues are partnering with the gambling. You know, there's it, the NFL sponsored by DraftKings. Yeah, you absolutely want to avoid that kind of stuff. You bet. I could see it. I'll buy.
4: I'll buy only because this is clearly debased and utterly unnecessary, so it's what we're going to do. So <laughs> I'll buy, but there's a deck since it's debased and unnecessary, we will do so there's a direct line of correlation with the condition of things as we spend most of our time talking about this show and men act, look at the, I mean we're parsing this like it's scripture mm-hmm. it's I, it it's disgusting to me it is absolutely disgusting to me
1: this this is one of you know maybe your soccer i just i just love that you do this i do i I love I love how persistent you are in resetting this okay i love it big fan i like yeah it. I'll i have never not stop.
2: listened to sports. I'll never
1: stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i have not listened to sports talk radio probably almost since the start of the new year it's just tedious and very cringy and you know, some.
1: You know what i listen to for sports talk radio guys uh, i listen to sports gambling podcasts why because they
2: only care, about, they the, only care yeah. about the
1: games and the outcomes. They don't give a poop and the turd about the drama and the politics surrounding it. All, that's all they care about. The, the, that's, the, that's the place where I can go to listen, and it's just actually about the games. Okay? But, si-
4: but since we talked about the bork, it's all the
1: bork. It has totally co-opted the men of this
4: nation.
2: It's so appalling. Next, go to the Rooftop Bandits. The United States of America will survive to 2030 with all 50 states in current constitutional government.
4: 2030 okay um yeah i'll 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 buy
1: then i will sell i was going to take the opposite answer of you because i i think it is a flip of a coin right now yeah which goes back to why i gave the answer i gave on 2024
4: things will have to get more see this is the thing you'll be right if things get much more uncomfortable fast which is also what i believe needs to happen to awaken as well so i'm with you
2: all
1: right pumpkin
2: cat zero three one
1: that's a word we haven't heard on this show enough pumpkin cat. pumpkin just pumpkin stop pumpkin Pumpkin cats can't wait to hear it more here in a couple of months gonna hear it constantly can't wait (laughs) he won't stop either
2: (laughs) no i won't pumpkin spice is totally co-op would you believe men of this nation
1: would you believe i still have yes (laughs) i still have a supply of pumpkin spice kit kats from last fall in my fridge as a backup for this <laughs> summer when I just I can't wait I can't wait for late August man I got I got to have it now and so it's just been sitting there in my in my my personal dish in the fridge from last October man my uh, pumpkin spice Kit cats uh, just waiting for when I just got to have a
2: fix yep of course <laughs> pumpkin cat 1031 says top five Mel Brooks movies. Number five, Young Frankenstein. Number well, I, that, that would be like top three, because I
1: think I've only seen like three Mel Brooks movies, and that's one of them, and it's a great movie.
2: Number four, History of the World, part one. Nah, I didn't like that at all. The Producers, the wilder version. Yeah, I've not seen, other, I've not the seen that. The Producers, the Broderick version. Not seen that. And number one, Blazing Saddles. Hey,
1: where are the white women at? Yeah. I have seen that one. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, those would be my top two, with Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles.
2: Yes. Ben Richards um, he just has this statement. I used to wonder how the 1930s Germans, especially the church, could have been so easily manipulated by Hitler. After living through the last few years, the answer is painfully clear. I by will Sauerhold. buy. It. I will yes. hard buy.
1: Yes, sadly. Which again goes back to why I gave the answer I gave on 2024. Yeah, I will buy.
2: Martin Parks, a mea culpa Trump would be the most effective way to regain lost independent voters and unite support in the GOP. And that's why it will never happen.
1: I think this is largely true, or at least it could be. Like, I don't know that it's the most effective way, but I certainly don't think it would, it would, it would be ineffective. Is any, does anybody think Donald Trump showing any modicum of humility before the American people would be ineffective? No. No, regardless no. of what the subject matter happens mm-hmm. to be. Right? No, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm buying on this. So, so I don't, I, I, don't, I can't say for sure it would be the most effective, but since I can't think of another thing that would be more effective, I will buy. You bet.
4: Yeah. So he just like I said earlier on with the sweet cakes by Melissa. Like, if he had gone in there, and just said, "Listen, uh, I'm not the guy to lecture you about marriage, but I know business, and this is a terrible way to do things." And you remember, sweet cakes was the same thing as, you know, bake the cake, bake it kind of thing. You, you, um that that would have you know that self-deprecation along with standing on principle would have gone somewhere if he would have just said listen i i absolutely believe in the old world of only i can solve like i had some game to bring to this thing but i i I underestimated the level of evil in this thing of how they would lie during covid i'm sorry i was wrong i tried to help with this vaccine but exactly but people would there i know people would be like
1: Yes. Trump, put it this way: Trump is, is is a more aggressive defender of the poisonous jab than the CDC is at this point. They're mm-hmm. even admitted yeah, there's yeah. adverse events. I, see, it, I mean, this see, position is not defensible. No. And, and everyone knows it goes. Every round of boosters, the round every time they every time they reintroduce this product, the, the demand for it dropped every single time precipitously. Everybody knows this. Everybody does. Okay. No, the, everybody knows this. Democrats aren't out there running on the jab is great. They ran from this issue. The second not, the mandates were the mandates were overthrown by the courts. That, everybody knows this. The only person, the only public figure, that is expending any political capital in 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 the country right now on behalf of this poke and serum is Donald Trump, and it's his base that's amongst the most hurt by the entire process of it both this and don't give me well he didn't mandate it you know, the, that's what drug dealers say you know what man i just made the fentanyl i just made the, the heroin i didn't mandate it you go i didn't it's not my fault you chose to take it
4: the magical power vaccine it got him just like it gets so many others
1: we'll come back find out what daniel horowitz thinks when we do stay tuned Right back here on the Steve Day Show, and this portion of the show is brought to you by our friends over at Tyga Coolers. They're just like you, Wayne and the team. They listen to the show. They love the country. They're big patriots, big fans of the Blaze, and. They make big-time coolers as well. Heavy-duty, built-to-last coolers come in lots of colors that can be customized even for personal or corporate gifts or events. Did I mention they're outstanding coolers? They've customized one for each one of us here. They're fantastic. Uh, And they keep the food and drinks really cool as well. Veteran-owned company made right here in the USA employing actual Americans with a lifetime guarantee and warranty as well. All right, so here's what you want to do. Go to taigacoolers.com. T-A-I-G-A. It's the first day of summer, folks. It is, if it wasn't already, it is officially cooler season. Taigacoolers.com. Design one for you, your family, friends, clients, or just you know, pick one of their outstanding variety that's already made just for you anyway. Enter the promo code Steve at checkout for a 10% discount promo code Steve at checkout for a 10% discount at Tyga, Taiga T-A-I-G-A coolers.com. All right, let's get to it. He is the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz. It is good to see you, my friend. How are you? We're
5: doing all right, Steve. I guess the rise of the fourth Reich didn't make its way into the bathroom reading material at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> with all those boxes there we could have fit fit a couple in <laughs> no no it did not
1: let let's let's start with that interview with Bret bear uh the last two nights on fox news and yeah what a fuster cluck of epic proportions that entire interview was and you can always kind of tell there are there there are two wings of 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 of, of, of trumpian media personality the first kind are people you and I either don't know or, or could never be friends with, all right? I mean, these are, this is the, Laura Loomer will go on you know, Twitter and say, that was the greatest self-incrimination that's ever been done on television. No one's ever self-incriminated themselves like that. The, the, you and I just are just never gonna, those, we don't know those people, don't wanna know them, and couldn't possibly coexist with them anyway. Then there's the other group. And some of these are friends of ours, people we know, names our audience would know. You can always tell when Mr. Trump has stepped on a rake by the second group. What the second group will do is say nothing. Total silence. Like it didn't happen. Like a tree falls in the forest, man. Either, either they're they're just not saying a thing about anything, or they are only they're talking about everything other than the rake we all just saw their boy just step on. And boy howdy, has that not been the reaction over the last. Two nights of this Brett Bear interview on Fox News, Daniel.
5: you know, I, I told my audience today after all the time I spent on covid, I really I really don't like talking about Trump. We have so many issues we want to go over. I said, if I didn't talk about that, I'd be a hack. And now, there's two types of people within that group you just talked about. There's those that also, never talked about the rake of the vaccines to begin with. But then there are those that did and do care every other day that Trump is not talking about it. So you have the biggest issue talked about by the biggest man on the right in the wrong way, and it's not news. And in, in some respects, there's nothing new about this, Steve. This is just a culmination of what we've seen from conservative media the last two uh, generations, where they will speak about and and focus on what they could least control and what they can most control, they won't talk about. It. It's the same reason they won't get on Greg Abbott's case. They won't get on Christine Ohm's case with the landowners getting their land stolen by, by carbon fart pipelines you know, for the green energy whore companies there that are uh, bought out by the Republican Party. I mean, one after another, if they would wield their influence, they can make a difference. And I can tell you this much. If you had some random house guy say this stuff, everyone would be all over him. But this is the man that represents us, controls our image, whether we like it or not. Um our thought by most of the public is reflected through the man. And when he is going that off the rails on an an array of issues, to not mention that is a hack. it It really is embarrassing. And especially for those who do cover it and claim to be concerned about And again, this is not a matter of inserting yourself into the presidential election, uh, endorsing one candidate over another. You could just say, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, you're off message. And and I'd say an important thing that possibly they are getting wrong, that they might be um, engaging in some cognitive dissonance, defending in their brain. They think this, is, this issue is a bygone. It's over with. But in fact, as we're talking... ACIP, the CDC Advisory Committee, is meeting for three days on COVID boosters, RSV, dengue fever, flu, and monkeypox vaccines. The the important thing is warp speed wasn't an anomaly, a big mistake, but an anomaly. It is continuing. It is the new normal. Joseph Mengele is the new normal. And, you know, when Trump says something like, I wanted to just, you know, end the bureaucracy of the FDA – Now that sounds very good. I I understand that. I think none of us begrudge him for the initial pursuit of a vaccine. But it's the fact that you believe in taking away all regulatory structure while you have full indemnification from liability, while you have government subsidizing marketing and then government subsidizing every medical association, cultural institution Mm -hmm. to promote it you have no free will and informed consent. So if you take away any regulatory guardrail, that's the worst form of fascism. They just approved boosters for the fall for a formulation that doesn't even exist and didn't even have a clinical trial yet after we had negative efficacy on the previous booster. And there, there's not, not a peep about it. So this is an issue that's, that is a live fire grenade. It's not, it's not an artifact of the past that, yeah, has kind of let us down. This is still going on. Um, it's just like with the tranny issue. We are at a crossroads on that issue. We need someone who's going to lead on the issue, not um, support tacitly some of the premises of the other side. I'm looking at that, that um, interview, and it's not any one issue, Steve. That one was particularly egregious. You could talk about the hiring Nikki Haley to get Henry McMaster as governor. You elevate her to the second most powerful foreign policy position. You have the, the jailbreak stuff where he sounded like John Fetterman. I, I literally don't get it. And one of the points I made on today's podcast is that there's even a part of me that wants to swim with the school. Like, look, maybe he'll be different. He, he They beat him up so much. He'll be much better on policy personnel. You watch that interview and it's like, no. I mean, it's the same thing we battled for four years. I think one of the
1: great ironies here is that much of our industry is... Here's my read of where I see our movement. Our movement believes it is inevitable Donald Trump will be the GOP nominee. Our movement believes it is inevitable that he will end up in, in, pleading guilty or, or being found guilty of felonies and maybe incarcerated to some degree. Our movement thinks that there, he has virtually no chance to win a general election. I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I talked privately with somebody who has been very high up in Trump world recently. They, they, told me, they, they told me off the record, listen, man, I'm already telling people that I know, put everything you can get into getting 51 U.S. senators. He can't be beaten for the nomination. He has no chance to win a general election. These are all things that are openly discussed privately within our movement. Oh, yeah. But at the other hand, the economy is not good. Um, we uh, we have seen. Um, and, and so because of that, I think there's a great worry about being seen as trying to detach people from Trump and getting and having that hurt your bottom line as a business. And so. I think, I think these are four things that are largely thought and believed in much of conservative media and much of the conservative movement or industry. And they might all be true. The problem is they're not reconcilable either. You know, and What's the end game? Yeah, because what is the end game? I mean, we all, there's a fear that there's, there's short-term we can't survive without them and long-term we're not going to have them because they're just going to beat them or put them in prison anyway. And so there's this idea of being kind of trapped in this middle ground this lukewarm hell and there are none of those in politics and i sense that that is a that is that is a lot of what is happening uh with within our side do you think that's fair or not
5: steve it is but i will say that in many respects it's the same thing i left because it's the same thing that's been happening my entire career and really since reagan in that it's all about conservative media is ultimately about giving cover to the republican party And if the Republican Party is perfidious and rotten to the core, which it is and has been for quite some time, well, that's what you're giving cover to. Trump just put a little bit of a bigger flair on it and some more unique optics and an even greater appreciation from the core part of the conservative base as opposed to kind of the Bush years, McCain and Romney. But it's the same thing. There's nothing unique about this, that where they could wield the most influence – within their family they refuse to speak up
1: see this is the thing this is the great irony is if if we actually collectively said after particularly after that joke of an interview on the covid and the vaccine topic the other night all right if we collectively as an industry and a movement just got together and said all right mr mr president no that that no that cannot happen all right and and we would potentially spur in him the very humility yes. that might actually give him a fighting chance to repackage himself with independence. That yesterday said he, that, that he has a minus 40, minus 40 net favorable rating. Minus 40. Minus 40. That's the largest voting block in the country. It might give him a fighting chance and thus us a fighting chance to get to repackage him, him, himself to those people. If he showed something in his personality he's never demonstrated before, humility. That's the irony of this. We're actually enabling his 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 eventual downfall by the constant feeding and perpetuating of this nauseating egotism that outside of about 30 percent of the of the Republican Party, the rest of America, even a lot of us who thought he was a good president and will vote for him, frankly, either somewhere between are, are bored by disdain or just find openly detestable.
5: Or or, or we're out of time. We can't afford this. You know, one one of the interesting things is there has never been a time when we have faced such existential threats from within. I mean, again, the trannyism, the border, the crime, the inflation, the green energy, the, you know, Joseph Mengele, biomedical security state, the political targeting, the racial discrimination, just to name a few. And yet there's never been a time where the public on the issues has been with us that much because there has been a pendulum pullback 15 point drop in GOP support for gay marriage when that was an inexorable trend up, 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 up every year. And then even six points back on Dems. And certainly when you get to the training stuff, it's obviously much more bipartisan and pronounced. And yet there's never been such a time where we have failed to wield the power to drive into that anvil waiting for us to support, accept, and and sustain our policy gains. If we don't deal with that now while we have the opportunity, you get Switzerland. They just held a referendum on COVID fascism, and 62% even now voted to sustain it. 60% voted to get to net zero by whatever year to get rid of uh, all of the human progress. And then like 80 percent voted for this OCD, you know, cooperative minimum tax that they want to get for all European and American, you know, North American countries. Um, That's what they want. The people there want it. We're not quite there. We're there in certain parts of the country are like Europe, but we could still probably win a national election. And then, Steve, there are 25 states where I could point to you existential threats that are coming from the state government that have nothing to do with but the media, nothing to do with Biden, nothing to do with the Democrats. And if you only got the top 50 voices together, you could you could floor the gas pedal on that and win civilization battles. Yet it never happens. They'll talk about their latest take on Hunter Biden when you're not going to move the needle on that at this, this point unless you're going to have a government funding fight uh, over DOJ, which no one else is calling for. But this is nothing new. It's the same reason why we would have Senate or gubernatorial candidates come along that represent everything we claim to represent against an incumbent who is everything we say we hate. And we can never get traction for the guy because of Mark Twain's scarce patriot. They will only join a fight when it no longer costs anything to fight for Mm -hmm. it. And 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 that's the reality. Mm-hmm. So the polling, like you mentioned the polling, whenever you're up – forget about Trump because Trump is nothing new. You have Greg Abbott. You have Brad Little in, in, in Idaho. You have any loser in all these states, KIV in Alabama. At the beginning, they will always be leading in the poll. The incumbent, the better-known 800-pound gorilla in the room will be leading. But it, like you said, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you would all get involved, you are very likely to change that. They are too cowardly. What bothers me even more, Steve, quickly, is that you and I both know that if tomorrow the polling would be more even between the top two candidates, you would see a little bit of a change in attitude. Oh, absolutely. That itself bothers me. A- absolutely. Mm. You,
1: I'll, I'll, Ron DeSantis would suddenly, suddenly be getting a ton more uh, coverage in conservative media than he's not getting right now. Completely agree. Yeah, And that, that speaks volumes about where we are. I agree. Thank you, Daniel. Good to see you. Take care. Everyone deals with pain from time to time. One of the few guarantees in life, especially as we get older. And if you're dealing with chronic pain, it's because you've got too much inflammation in the body. And that's why you want to deal with it, with Relief Factor, the all-natural anti-inflammatory that is drug-free, though it was created by physicians who can prescribe drugs. Why do they create it? Because they noticed in their clinics, in their practices, a lot of what they were seeing was too much inflammation leading to chronic pain. Uh, And, you know, taking over-the-counter, even regular drugs like Tylenol and ibuprofen, taking them in doses, though, on a daily basis, man, that can really put a strain on your liver and other organs in the body. So what if we could do this the natural way? That's what Relief Factor aims to do. And you can try it for three weeks right now. See if you don't see a difference in your body and the pain level in three weeks or less. For just $20 with their three-week quick start at relieffactor.com. Why do they offer this? Because about 70% of the time, people who try it stick with it because of the results they see in three weeks or less, and they want those results long-term. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call them at 800 for the number 4, 800 for relief Thoughts on the conversation we just had with Daniel before we get out of here?
4: yeah he's we have no time this whole ocean gate thing this dude who made the uh submersible that is now lost at the bottom uh of the ocean and they're desperately trying to find well now it just it turns out we find out how woke he actually was and this is why we have no time and 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 it's connected to trump and that there's just too much extraneous nonsense we have a job to do We have got to get back to the basics, and there's a proof of concept of some man named Ron DeSantis who knows how to do it. Whatever successes Donald Trump has, there's just too much extra nonsense, and we're going to end up at the bottom of a trench, unless we correct quickly.
2: But it's going to be a beautiful trench, (laughs) the best best. trench you've ever seen. It's (laughs) going to be a huge trench.
1: (laughs) You're going to get tired of all the trenches. We're going to have so many trenches, you're going to get tired of them. We're going to stick around. We've still got some buy-seller holds we haven't gotten to yet. We're going to do that in the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace, where you can also go to become a subscriber for just 10 bucks a month. blazetv.com slash dace. For the rest of you, see you tomorrow. John 317.
2: This
0: is Steve Dace.
3: On the Blaze Radio Network.